0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the final episode of the season Sprint Ray Show with me, your host, Emma Ridgeway. Thank you very much for tuning in. First question How is everyone? Are you all okay? Have you healed? Have you rested? To answer all of those questions myself, the answer is no. I'm still not fully okay. I still haven't fully recovered. I'm not over it. So, yeah, that's how I am feeling right now. And I reckon there are many of you who feel the same. So, let's talk about it. Abu Dhabi. The final race of the season, this incredible season, the back and forth between Verstappen and Hamilton. It's just been so dramatic. I I, I genuinely don't remember a season like this. There have just been so many moments to look back on, and it all came down to this race. And at the end of the race, I I felt extremely bitter for how it went down. And I think we all know by now the full details, but just to quickly recap, Hamilton was dominating the race, five laps to go, five laps to win his eighth title. Verstappen had been chasing him, they had been throwing Everything at Mercedes. And then five laps to go, there was a crash. Nicholas Latifi went in the wall. Personally, I felt like it was going to end under the safety car. At any other race this year, the race probably would have ended under the safety car because there just wasn't enough laps left. There was also some back markers in between Hamilton and Verstappen. And those five cars were allowed to pass and go around, The rest of the cars were not. That to me is, I mean, it's, it's still pretty shocking, that decision. To let either none of the cars through or all of them, those are the two options, but to just let the only cars through that were affecting the title championship, Wow. I mean, I've never seen anything like it in my life, and obviously we know what happened. Verstappen overtook Lewis on the final lap because he had fresher tyres, he was given that opportunity, and for Red Bull they didn't really do anything wrong. They just took full advantage of the situations that were in front of them. It was Soul destroying for Hamilton. It was soul destroying for me and for many, many other fans watching. And I don't think it was soul destroying that Verstappen won. I think, you know, given the season that we've had, it's very predictable, it's very expected almost that there's a very high chance that Verstappen is going to win. But to lose like that, to lose based on a decision by somebody else, an external person to those in the car. Oh, it, it broke my heart. It completely broke my heart. Earlier this season, I did an episode on the European Super League drama in football, and I compared it to the Formula One breakaway drama that happened in 2009. The reason I did that episode was because I'm a huge Manchester United fan. I heard that Manchester United were instrumental in deciding that they were bigger than the rest of the sport, that they and a few other large clubs in Europe were sick and tired of playing teams that they they thought were inferior, that weren't giving them as much money and publicity and sponsorship. And they wanted to break away and create their own league. That, to me, was an enormous betrayal. And I'm still struggling with that. And I'm still struggling today to trust my local team, and I still have a slight resentment when I watch Manchester United play. I did compare it to an incident in 2009 where several Formula One teams decided that they, like the football clubs, wanted to break away and form their own league, again for a multitude of reasons, but the biggest one was financial. It was to do with budget caps. They wanted to spend more money than they were being allowed, and that I think dented my trust in Formula One, but but I wasn't quite as up to date in terms of understanding how it worked. I think I'd only been a fan for a couple of years at that point. But what made me learn to trust Formula One again was that a lot of the personnel changed. A lot of the Team principals who made those decisions moved on, not all of them, but some of them did. The governing body, like Max Mosley, he stepped down, he moved on. But there have been a number of times in Formula One where trust has been dented. But there seems to have been a bit of a change over the last decade, I, I felt. I felt that with this new type of hybrid era, with the kind of acceptance of social media and being a lot more open. The drivers are a lot more open with the public, with their fans. It's clear to me that things had changed, that things were moving in the right direction. It's not perfect. There's definitely still things to be wary of, but I felt comfortable putting my heart and soul into the sport. I felt really happy doing that. And so now I I feel betrayed. There isn't a lighter word that I can use. I feel betrayed and let down by the sport for how this ended, for how it was handled, for how a fair fight between two incredible competitors has turned into a game. Now I feel like we're in a situation as a fan base of this sport where, you know, you either supported Max or you supported Lewis and in this situation I've seen some people who support Max come out and say that this was not okay, this was not fair, this was incredibly confusing but Max deserved it, Max deserved the win and yeah he did deserve it but so did Lewis. It isn't a case of you go through 23 races of the year And whoever deserves it most gets a decision in their favour. That isn't how Formula One works. There have been people in the past who did deserve the world championship and didn't win it. You could argue that Hamilton in 2007 deserved to win the title in his debut season. Arguably, Damon Hill should have won against Schumacher. Arguably, Senna deserved to win against Prost when he was disqualified. There have been a number of times where someone who deserved the championship has not won. So that isn't how it goes. It isn't, ah, well, I think that this person has performed better and so I'm going to make sure that they win. That is not the sport at all. And so I really hope that people online don't overlook how crucial and critical this decision is. because. Max will be in the sport many years after Hamilton has retired. No doubt about that. He has the skill, he has the talent, he's now a world champion. He will be with those decision makers long after Hamilton has gone. If anything, it, it takes someone like a Verstappen or a Christian Horner to say, you know what, that was really fortunate for us that that happened, but it wasn't right. That to me doesn't take away from being the champion. I don't think Mercedes are going to continue to appeal this, because what would they gain? If they won it in the courts, that isn't a victory. That makes it as hollow as it already feels now. And in some ways I I feel sorry for Verstappen that his very first win as world champion will forever be looked back and questioned as to whether or not he deserved it for that race, not over the course of a season. So don't confuse the two. I read an amazing article in The Guardian which spoke about how we treat both of these drivers, how the media treats them, how the fans treat them. It's clear to see that, you know, there was a lot of hatred for both sides this year. But what this article spoke about was how Hamilton, as a black man, isn't given the same benefit of the doubt as Verstappen. They talk about the fact that Hamilton always needs to be on his best behavior, because the slightest wrong word, wrong comment, just sends an abundance of hate his way. And a clear comparison that they spoke about is when Verstappen stormed off the podium in Saudi Arabia. And yet after having his heart ripped out, Lewis Hamilton stood there on the podium of Abu Dhabi with the amount of dignity and respect that I don't think I would ever be able to do. I genuinely don't know the, the strength that he has, but all I know is that I've been a Hamilton fan since 2007 and I didn't think I could have any more respect for him than I already did, but that has gone up in abundance. So I've spoken about feeling betrayed, I've spoken about the incident, I've spoken about the disparity of of treatment, I've spoken about Hamilton's dignity, so where do we go from here? After a season like this, is three months enough to recover? I know that there are many of you out there who feel the same, who feel like, I don't know if I want to tune in next year. And that's okay. That's completely fine to think that. I will be tuning in, but I know that a lot of my decisions and my attitudes will be influenced by how Hamilton reacts to all of this. At the moment, as of today and me recording this, he has been completely silent online. We know that he did that interview as soon as he got out of the car. We knew that he stood on the podium, but he has said nothing. If he decides to come back next year and come back stronger, then I will be there to commentate. But I think that for me to have that trust again, as I said about the 2009 incident, about the corruption, the dark days of Formula One, in order for trust to be gained, personnel has to change, rules have to change, things need to be clearer. The definition of insanity is to do the same thing twice and expect different results. So something needs to change and it needs to be quite a fundamental change. Because I can watch Formula One, but I want to be invested in it. I want to give the drivers my full backing, to give the drivers my full support, to give the teams my money to buy merchandise, to give the sport money, to buy tickets. I, I want to do those things. I, I really do. But to be let down in this way by the sport after something like this, oh, it just breaks my heart. And I know I've said that a few times, but it does. And you can probably hear it in my voice. I'm still really sad about this. And it took me a few days to, to get ready to make this podcast. The reason that I'm doing it is because I know that there are people who feel the same way as me. And I hope that you're listening and I hope that this has helped in some way. I'm also an optimist. So I think somewhere in the depths of my despair, there is a glimmer of optimism that we will come back from this, that we will learn to trust the sport again, that we will be happy in that world again. And I think the final thing I'll say is, if there are people who do not respect Hamilton for the way that he's behaved, not just this weekend, but over the last 18 months. From raising inequality awareness within Formula One, from consistently supporting the LGBTQ plus community, to buying an entire table at the Met Gala in order to promote young black designers who didn't have a platform all the way up to the dignity that he showed in this awful situation. If, if those things do not raise your respect or at least stop the hate, then nothing will. And I've realized that and I'm okay with that. So that is it for this season. I'm sorry to end on a note like this, but hopefully if you feel the way that I have this week, this has helped. I think it's going to take some time to heal, But as I said, the person who was burned most of all by this decision, how he reacts to this, how he comes back from this is going to play a major part in how I recover. If he comes back fighting, I will be there too. And I hope that the rest of you will join me. This has been amazing to make this podcast this year. I can't tell you how much better I am in terms of recording and editing now than I was back in March, so if you've tuned in from the beginning, thank you very much for sticking through the slight dodgy edits that I've had, but I'm really happy with it. I think over the winter I'm going to add a few of the episodes that I've done onto YouTube as my animated series. I've got a little bit of time now, so I will do those, but I won't be making any more podcasts, probably until, um, probably until testing, which I believe is middle of February, so I will be back for testing, I'll probably include the reveals in that as well, but do take the next few months to rest, and as always, for the end of this season, thank you very much for tuning in.